Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. Let's immediately go down to Sheer Adam, who is on the famous pit lane, although obviously we're using it in the wrong direction uh, at the moment, uh, uh, at the Indianapolis Motor, uh, Motor Speedway, and kick off with a driver who will be absolutely delighted to be here. He's a big fan of oval racing, and this is the biggest oval that you could potentially ever go to. Here's Nick Tandy, live on IMSA Radio. And we've got to get to him quick because he's got to go jump in the Porsche 963. But, Nick, you are the only one of the drivers for Porsche Penske Motorsport who's actually raced here before, so how much have they been leaning on you for expertise? <laughs> Pretty much zero. <laughs> I mean, luckily, we came here testing before. Um, so we've all had a run around the circuit. I mean, what a great facility this is, obviously. Um, I even brought my mum and my in-laws this, this weekend, so hopefully they're around somewhere ready to watch. But the sun's out. Um, we're about to run these great new GCP cars at Indy, so what could be better? What could be better? Go enjoy your laps, Nick. Thanks. Nick Tandy, he'll be joining us in the booth for Red Sport uh, later in uh, the end of this month, beginning of next month with our uh, exclusive uh, live commentary of Porsche Carrera Cup North America that's here and uh, that the next round uh, of the championship is uh, here this weekend, we've also uh, got Michelin Pilot Challenge of course that will be uh, with us this weekend uh, as well as uh, the uh, as well as the Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Let's pick up another interview. Colin Brown has been spotted by Sheer Adam. I had to climb up on the Meyer Shank Racing uh, pit stand. That's never a big ask, though, because, Colin, it really is cushy up here. Congratulations on the arrival of your first child. Baby boy doing well. Melissa doing well? Yep, all good at home. So, yeah, really uh, special for me to be able to be there, obviously. Nice that he just naturally came on a day when I was home. So, uh yeah, we got up on the right foot. I kept telling him, if you don't come when I'm home, I'm going to not like you to start with. So uh, luckily he listened, and yeah, all good. Getting to come here to race at Indy, you have been on the podium before here. You stood on the top step. What is the emotion like when you are trying to reclaim that now in your full-time gig? That's yeah, cool for sure. I mean, it's such a great facility. Obviously, lots of fans. Hopefully they come out, check it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, for us, man, I think just kind of business as usual. Um, you know, as cool as the racetrack is and all that, you got to put it a bit aside and just come here and do our job. Um, you know, we've had a good run going, a lot of momentum, I think, on our side. Acura HPD have been doing a great job with the car, and, you know, we've used our time off here at MSR, I think, well to uh, to put us in a good spot. So, this race is going to be crazy with all the cars and traffic, so um, who knows what's going to happen, but we're going to be fighting all the way. You guys in the 60 are the only crew with multiple wins this year. You're back up into sixth in the championship. You could win the next two races and get yourself well up in the points. Are you thinking about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it crosses your mind. But I think, you know, for us, we're in a really unique spot as a team um, with nothing to lose, really, right? So, I mean, we're in the fortunate spot of, of 
chasing everybody and just going after it. So we can be uh, aggressive in the car, aggressive on strategy. And um, I think that in a way that makes us maybe the, the most, um, I don't know the right word, the most crazy team that can just get away with kind of doing whatever we want. We're not, in a, we're not in a box. We're not looking at points. We're just trying to win races and, and run as hard as we can run. So I think that makes us uh, a little bit of a pressure off, just go do our thing kind of style. So it's a lot of fun. Mike has that memorable photo winning the 500 here, running across the front straight. Have you asked him what he'll do if you win the sports car race? I don't know. I'm sure he'll do the same thing. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. So hopefully we see him over there. In their 350th start this weekend, let's see what Meyer St. Grayson can do. And share just before you disappear, um, the general uh, the general consensus is that Meyer Shank won't be back next year, that it will only be Wayne Taylor Racing with two cars, and that Wayne will have um, that Wayne will have a a current Formula One driver in his squad next year, and not Alonso. What do you know? Uh, nothing. I haven't heard anything about that, John. Uh, I don't know if I've just been out of the loop on it, but I know that the second car for Wayne Taylor Racing is going to be Jordan Taylor and Louis Delatraz as the full-season drivers, but I haven't heard anything about a Formula One driver joining the ranks. Okay. Well, that's what I'm hearing, and that's also what uh, John DeGeese of Sports Car 365 has been reporting. Let's bring in Jeremy Shaw to our broadcast here with uh, the green flag having waved, and we've had about three minutes. Hello, Jeremy. How are you? It's fabulous. Thank you very much indeed. Great to be back and uh, really excited for this weekend. Huge entry list, and uh, as uh, Shay was talking about there, the uh, the Acura uh, Column 60, uh, that's uh, one of uh, only a couple of cars that won two races. It's pretty remarkable, isn't it? The championship points leaders at the moment, Ricky Taylor and Philip Albuquerque, in the other Acura for Wayne Taylor Racing, uh, they have won. They have not yet won a race, but lead the points overall. The car that's uh, currently fifth in the points is that number 60 car for Tom Blomquist and Colin Brown. And they, if you take away the 200 points, they were penalised after that quote-unquote win at Daytona in the Royals 24. They're allowed to keep the win... Uh, but uh, they lost a, a whole bunch of points. If you if you add those 200 points back again, they would be leading the points right now. So uh, they are, you know, with two races still to go, John, they're very much in this championship reckoning, no question. Uh, let's go through the entry list for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Uh, we have 10 entries in GTP, uh, and, which is brilliant, double figures. Uh, no real... Uh, no real headlines there in terms of any big changes. Um, LMP2, seven entries. Um, that's going to be great, great. Uh, that's going to be a great category next year. Again, all the usual suspects. Uh, we are, we yeah, are. A few driver changes though, John. Yes. What have we got there in, in P2? Well, in Tower Motorsport, unfortunately, John Farano is still not fully fixed after his accident earlier in the season, so he's not available to drive the number eight car. Instead, joining Louis Delatraz will be Dan Goldberg, who's uh, he's done a dozen races now in LMP3. He's been a stalwart in or prototype lights way, way back, and then the IMSA prototype challenge the last few years as well. He's making his LMP2 debut this weekend with that Tower Motorsport team. Very excited about it as well, and I spoke to him a month or two ago. He was telling me then that he was uh, hoping 
to, to make the step up into LMP2 for next season. Well, here's a toe-in-the-water opportunity for him. So Dan Goldberg, we're driving up eight car alongside Louis Delatraz. Uh, the other change is that Rodrigo Salas, uh, who drove that number eight car last time out at Road America, he, he instead is now driving number 35 car alongside Vito, Guido van der Garde. So that's the second of the TDS racing Orica's number 35 car. So Rodrigo Salas and Guido van der Garde will be aboard that car. Uh, LMP3, Jeremy, with uh, a, a healthy nine entries before we uh, wave goodbye, as we've just had the number 96 uh, Liquid Molly-sponsored uh, BMW going straight on at what is effectively turn one and taking the uh, exit road all the way back around again. Uh, sorry, LMP3. Yeah, LMP3, we've got, as you say, nine entries there. The number four car for Tarvet, uh, for Arve Motorsports, that's back again, but with two different drivers this weekend. Uh, Kevin Conway, who's been, well, he was a, a, an early stalwart of the Lamborghini Super Trofeo Series back in the early days. Uh, he's going to be sharing uh, that Arve Motorsports uh, Ligier with John Gesbray, who has a lot of experience. He's a youngster, he's only 20 years of age from Fort Worth in Texas, but a lot of success those two together in SRO GT4 competition the last uh, few years. So both of those two making their debuts in LMP3 this weekend. Uh, the other changes, uh, the number 30 car, which is a regular uh, for Junior 3 racing, Garrett Grist normally drives that car with Ari, Ari Baylog, but Ari has some family commitments this weekend, so is not available. Instead, it'll be Nolan Siegel uh, hopping into that number 30 car alongside Garrett Grist. They are going to be a, a very strong pairing. Nolan Siegel recently at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca tied up Rookie of the Year honours in Indy Next by Firestone, the, the old Indy Light series. So really impressive young man, just 18 years of age. Uh, the sister car back again this weekend, number 29, with again Joy Garg, who's been a is leading the VP Racing Challenge sports car series as well with that same team. He's going to be joined this weekend by Guillaume de Oliveira from Portugal, who made his debut in the IMSA Tech Sports Car Championship with the MRS GT Racing at Daytona earlier this season. So the youngster uh, is back again with Joy Garg. Uh, the other change, car number 38, is uh, the Performance Tech Motorsports uh, Ligier. That's back again with Connor Bloom, who's driven that car a couple of, on a couple of occasions this season, joined by Alexander Kariba. Great to see Alexander making his debut in the Ames Tech Sports Car Championship. He was massively impressive last year in the Prototype Challenge alongside Memo Gidley. Uh, they finished second in the championship. And the youngster from Branson, Missouri, making his debut in the uh, WeatherTech Championship. And also number 54 car back again for MLT Motorsports. Jason Rabe again is a kind of a semi-regular with that team. Uh, and joined again by D Dakota Dickerson, who won the Prototype uh, Challenge Championship a couple of years ago with them. And the other change in LMP3, John, finally, is alongside Gar Robinson, number 74 car, is not going to be Felipe, Felipe Fraga like we thought. Instead, it will be Josh Burden, ah. uh, and he's had uh, three wins out of four starts this season with Gar. So that team is very, very strong. That's a the Riley Motorsports Ligier number 74. And as luck would have it, Shea Adam must have read your mind, Jeremy, because she has got Gar Robinson to talk to us now live here on IMSA Radio. 
Look, look. No, I knew where Jeremy was going to go after all these years. Up, uh, Gar, you brought Josh Burton back in the car with you again this weekend. Is it just a case of you guys won the last time out and you didn't want to bring any bad juju to Indy? No, uh, Felipe, Felipe had a, uh, he had a, con, a conflict with the Brazilian stock car, and I think we tired him out a little bit too much of Lake Powell. Maybe he did, didn't want to see us anymore. But no, uh, no, it's just, uh, it was just a conflict, and uh, uh, Josh was ready to go, and, and uh, he did such a great job at Road America, so uh, it made the, made the best sense. So we know that we know him, and he knows the car, he knows us, and uh, we've already had success, so hopefully we continue. We've had some good memories here at the Brickyard, Gar, you and I, because I remember when, was that 2017 that you got a win here and got to kiss the bricks, or was it 15? I believe it was, I think it was uh, 17, and uh, I, I I hope to continue to say it was my first race at Indy, so I, I was, un, I'm I'm still undefeated at Indy, so hopefully I can, hopefully I can continue to say that uh, after this weekend, too, but were you here for that one, too? I think so. See, all of the good races, we've been hanging out together. Now, looking at the championship, you can't clinch it this weekend and not have to start Petit, but you can make it so that once you take the green flag in Petit, easiest thing for you, though, is to go out there and win the race. That's what you're looking at, isn't it? We just take it one at a time. I mean, uh, obviously, since we didn't get Daytona this year, I think the second most prestigious one out of all the, out of all the races on the schedule was Indy, and uh, we really won Indy, so uh, it's... We take them all one at a time, just like we have all year, and uh, uh, we're the the championship is our, it is in our mind, but uh, we're 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 focusing it on one at a time, and uh, if we if we keep continuing, uh, I think it'll all work out. Good luck this weekend. Thanks. Listening to IMSA Radio live and exclusive coverage uh, of the first free practice session for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. We'll have all of the practice sessions. Uh, plus uh, qualifying and qualifying in the race for WeatherTech obviously we'll have those in sound and vision for you uh, sound and vision for everybody for qualifying if you're outside of the States we'll have the uh, world feed for you uh, in sound uh, uh, in vision as well should I say as well it's our colleagues at NBC Sports of course who will look after you if you are in the US for the main race in addition uh, we'll have a bit of bonus coverage for you later on this evening as we've got a spin down at turn number one, and that is the number four car. Currently, Kevin Conway driving the RV Motorsport Leisure. It's all, I'm not sure whether it's black or dark blue, um, having seen it for uh, in this colourway for the first time. It sort of looks glossy black uh, for that as he just lost it under braking, uh, having been passed. Oh, now, did he? There was, yeah, there was a little bump onto um, one of the, um, now was that Matt Bell in the AWA car? That he just ran into the back of that, Jeremy, or was it? Uh, yeah, he came very, very close, didn't he? Yeah, he, he I did. think he maybe just kind of locked up the brakes at the last instant. Maybe, maybe there wasn't any contact there, but you're right, it was awfully close. Mm. And he certainly got in too deep there, c c considering there were other cars around him. So, uh, locked him up, spun it around, no harm, no foul. I think he was able to continue there, and I don't think he quite... No, I don't think he quite got into the back of it, but, boy, that was close. <laughs> if, the guy, if, the, if whoever's driving that uh, TDS car that was, was the looking at the mirrors... Not, yeah. not AWA, yeah. Um, that, that would have been... Oops! That would have been a moment. 
That would have been yes. a moment. Um, we were going through the entry list, and by the way, at IMSA Radio, if you'd like to get in touch with us on the platform previously known uh, as Twitter, with an, an hour and 17 minutes still to go. We didn't talk about GTs, uh, and um, a fantastic, once again, a fantastic um, entry for GTD uh, and GTD Pro. If we look at GTD Pro, first of all, Jeremy, five entries. All the usual suspects and uh, big news around Heart of Racing, which we'll talk about in the moment. But everybody pretty solidly set there. And then 17 entries as we've got the Gigi uh, Wentworth number 66 NSX just coming out of the pits, I think, on its outlap. And that car has ground to a halt. No, and as I say that, of course, just to prove me wrong, completing the end of its lap and did not come into the pit lane uh, and that was Sheena Monk in that car so no panic from Sheena a good season this year 17 entries in the GTD uh, Jeremy what's pick, what have you uh, what's caught your eye there in terms of changes or things we should let the listeners know yeah uh, in first of all in pro it's it's the regular five as you say there and all of them won races this season mm. so that's going to be uh, that battle continued certainly the number 14 Lexus has a pretty good championship lead right now but it isn't over yet particularly with the Corvette having one last time out and uh, and, and Corvette races they've only completed here at Indianapolis once before so they didn't win this is one of the few tracks then they haven't won at so we're trying to set that record straight here this weekend the car did win last time out in the all GT race at uh, at VIR in GTD well it's a, it's a rate it's the regulars but one new one complete newcomer is number 15 Lone Star Racing back again in GTD. That's a team from Texas, owned uh, primarily by uh, by Dan Knox, who, who did some races with this team, his own team, back in 2017. I think it was the last time he actually drove in a WeatherTech race. But the, uh, the the pairing of drivers this weekend is Anton Diaz Pereira, originally from Sri Lanka, now based in Memphis, Tennessee. He's a, a vascular surgeon, but he and his co-driver, regular co-driver Scott Andrews, originally from Australia, but now based in Miami. They have been competing very well with, with great pace in the Michelin Pilot Challenge Series in a Mercedes AMG. Uh, we'll be doing a, the, the double duty this weekend because we're going to be driving a, 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 a GT4 car in the Michelin Pilot Challenge and a GT3 car, brand new car, yeah. number 15, for this weekend. The, uh, the only other change, I think, is the number 94 car is back or number 93 and number 94 back again so the Racers Edge Motorsport with WTR, Andretti, Autosport Global, Galactic, whatever it might be, <laughs> uh, is back with Ashton Harrison and Carl Marcelli uh, doing the co-driver duties with Ashton this weekend and uh, the number 94 Aston Martin for Andretti is also back with the Jared Andretti and Gabby Chavez, at least it's, it's on the entry list so hopefully it's already been yeah. out on the track. Having It was entered last time out, wasn't it, but didn't turn up. So hopefully it, with that home race for that team I, here this week. I have seen that. I've seen pictures of the car in the paddock. Obviously, we're not, we're not here this week. And quick spin for uh, Stephen Thomas in the TDS Racing number 11. He's got that car uh, going again, and he's coming round to turn 12 and coming back on to the oval at the moment and sitting in behind the Corvette yeah just That's coming through through at the moment uh, in fact peels off into the pit lane uh, unusual to see Stephen have a uh, 
have a wee spin. Couple of stories. Well, well, well actually, do some times first. He is fastest, by the way. Well, he yeah, is yeah. fastest. Yes, yeah, good. Good, good point. One seventeen six four one for that number eleven of Stephen Thomas. He's fastest in LMP two. The fastest of GTPs is Philippe Albuquerque for Canal. Uh, Can uh, Minolta accurate one sixteen three seven three. Um, I I hope she is going to represent us well at the cocktail and chat party tomorrow evening. I'm absolutely gutted. We can't be there for that. Um, actually, I think it's in the middle of the uh, pilot challenge race uh, to tomorrow evening. So perhaps she won't be able to represent us there. Uh, in the LMP3, it's Josh Burden for Riley and the Legion number 74, the Range 74 car. And in GTD, Loris Spinelli and the 40 Lamborghini Huracan 124-1 mm. um, is quickest ahead of Trent Hinman. The best of the pro cars is Jack Hawksworth. Don't worry about that. We've seen the pro cars um, just get quicker through the weekend. Right, couple of stories. You've mentioned the Andretti Autosport. We're going to lose... Uh, next season, we are going to lose Junior Three uh, Racing, Jeremy. Um, but that there's a good reason for that because their august leader is taking on a new job. That's right, Billy Glavin, who has done a super job. He's uh, ex of Hendrick Motorsports back in the NASCAR ranks for several years. Uh, set up this uh, Junior Three Racing several years ago now, and they, they concentrated primarily on vintage uh, racing. And they're going to keep doing that. And they're going to continue doing that. Uh, But, um, yeah, you're right. He's been hired as the new team manager for uh, United Autosports USA. So that uh, team, they've they've raced sporadically in the United States from a base down in Florida, but now going to move everything up to Mooresville, which is where Junior 3 is racing. It's based, and and Billy will be running that operation. So that's a a very exciting news for him, certainly. And uh, that, that, that whole team... And combination is going to be a stout uh, oh. contender next year in LMP2. Yeah. Um, the, the other news which uh, affects teams here is heart of racing. Now, for quite a long time, we've been sitting on our hands about the prospect of an Aston Martin coming into hypercar racing in the FIAWEC and potentially into GTP here in IMSA. Um, the issue with the Aston Martin Valkyrie is it's got twice as much power uh, as the regulations allow as a streetcar. Um, and however, uh, it would appear, and we spoke to Aston Martin about this earlier in the week, they're not ready to make uh, an, any kind of announcement. And it's certainly not going to be an Aston Martin Works entry. But it would appear that Heart of Racing are in the frame to develop. Uh, and backwards engineer the Valkyrie to um, the uh, right amount of power and to the BOP that it needs to be to be eligible for GTP and or the FIAWEC. Uh, so that's something perhaps that Alex Riberas, uh, Alex Riberas or uh, Ian James, Shea Adam, might want to talk about. I want, might want to wave you off about this weekend. Uh, so very interesting uh, for that. And there's uh, uh, there's a lot of other news that we were talking about on Midweek Motorsport on Wednesday. We'll go through. We've got plenty of time to talk about it uh, this weekend as people join in. And um, we will 
we'll try and keep you up to date with everything that is happening because there's plenty of time in this session and the other sessions uh, through the uh, through the weekend for WeatherTech and indeed for the other championship. Quite a lot of news actually in a Mission Pilot Challenge as well, which we'll get to later tonight when we have their evening session as uh, a little bit of a bonus. Uh, they have their four-hour race, uh, which is tomorrow at about the same time. So uh, we'll be running through till about half past eight local time this evening, so just into the early hours uh, of, or through into the early hours of European time. But it will be worth listening to and certainly worth tuning in for tomorrow for our sound and vision uh, because it's the brand new lighting system on the infield. And hello to everybody who is on camping on the infield for the first time here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, particularly to uh, Camp Keg. Hello, Martin. Hello to the rest of the team there, to uh, Jackson, Henry and Reagan, who are there as well. Some of our collective members who we normally find at Road America and a big crowd already uh, for this event. That's not going to fill the grandstands, we know that, but the infield's going to be a party zone. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. Uh, times improving, including for Jimmy Bruni in Proton Competition, Jeremy Shaw. Sorry, Proton Competition? Yeah, Jimmy Bruni up in second place, as you say. Uh, half a second behind uh, Philip Albuquerque, who's the pace setter, 115.4 for Philippe. And uh, great to see that Proton car. I had a really good debut, didn't it, um, at last time out for the GTP cars, which was at, at Road America, of course. A uh, good, sensible, strong run there, particularly for Harry Ticknell in the closing stages of that race. He was really, really fast. And... Um, it's, it's just great. To, I, I think there was another piece of news that that car won't be here next year, will it, in uh, in GTP, John, but uh, just gaining a lot of experience. Uh, yes, it, it'll depend on whether they get two entries for WEC, and I'm not sure they will, to be honest. They, their WEC entry, they, had they a, don't. They, they had a lot of problems uh, at Fuji, which had that car in the pits for for quite a long time they were in and out it, it wasn't the clean one run that they wanted uh, Peter Mackay and I called that one last week and really enjoyed it actually I always like the Fuji races um, but this is a different car obviously built to slightly different specifications uh, we've just had a couple of offs uh, including the number 31 wheel and engineering Cadillac which went straight on at turn one Matt Campbell has just had a little drop as well at turns 9 and 10, but he's got it pointing in the right direction, it being the uh, Porsche Penske Motorsport 963. That's the one with the... Oh, now that's interesting. Uh, that's the one with the black swooshes and the black pinstripes. At least it should be. Yes, it is. And the black mirrors. Just lost the back end going into the left-hander at turn number 9. Seven. Uh, was that seven? Excuse me, seven, yes. And he, he came back on at nine. You're absolutely right, Jeremy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was off the road a long time there, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, scenic route there. But yeah, that was a big snap, wasn't it, from the rear end of that car, John? And uh, very, very sorry. It did well the, to hang on to it. They've, um, they've really unlocked some... turn one. They've really unlocked some performance with the, the WEC car. Um, they had a cracking run uh, at Fuji. I was talking to uh, sources close to the team, I think it's fair to say. Uh, about about how that had come about. And basically, they've had a big instability, a big aero in instability with that car. Um, and uh, 
Porsche Penske Motorsport went off and did a test and they just couldn't get the setup and the balance right. So what they did was they jacked the car up. And, and when I say this, I don't mean like they put 25-inch rims up and a step ladder to get in. But in racing car turns, they took the car up until they got the aero balance right. And then they started playing with the... They did all this in Europe, apparently. And, they, and um, then they started winding the car back down and changing the suspension settings to keep the car in balance. And it certainly unlocked some performance for them uh, last weekend of Fuji. A really interesting way of going about it, and perhaps in some ways counterintuitive. But they felt that every time they put the car lower, it wasn't helping. So they went back up and then started again from first principles. And while we're talking about Porsches, let's go to a Porsche 963 driver from Proton. Harry Tinknell is with Shea Adam. Yeah, up here on the WeatherTech pit stand with Harry Tinknell. Sorry about that, John. Just so much noise from all the cars coming around. Harry, you've never raced at Indy before. What's it like to have a pit box with the view of the yard of bricks? Yeah, it's incredible. Um, obviously, I watched this race on TV many times, or the Indy 500, of course, um, and raced against a lot of those guys and girls in the IMSA series. So it's awesome that we're here now. And, uh, you know, we're a little bit on the back foot. We haven't tested. We've never been here. But uh, we're getting a good run of races in right now with the, with the Proton team and uh, WeatherTech. And uh, I think uh, we're just making progress every single time. You know, Monza was a... A solid start, and then Road America. Uh, I feel like our pace was actually really strong, especially in the second half of the race. And then Fuji on the weekend, we actually fighting you know, at the front. We were P4 when we had a little issue, so it's just step by step getting better and better. But uh, loving being in Indy and uh, just loving this whole uh, GCP experience. So does almost everything translate back and forth? You got six laps before you're getting in, by the way. Does everything translate back and forth for you from running over in Europe to running here? Same car, same tires. Yeah, thanks for letting me know the engineer signals. Um, <laughs> it's not that long a lap, so we best, uh, yeah, best think quickly. Yeah, but uh, I think um, absolutely yeah, there, there are a few differences. The Porsche is a slightly different aero package in, in this championship versus in the WEC. But ultimately, it's the same car. These cars are so technical now. You have seven or eight different electronic things you can do within the car to really affect the balance and mechanical adjustments as well with the bars as well. So... Um, it's a car that you just need to do laps and laps and laps. And every time we drive the car right now, you know, our progress is just getting better and better. And so from that point of view, yeah, it's every, every experience is great. And uh, I feel like we've been through this learning stage right now, and now we want a result. So hopefully it'll be this weekend. Well, Jimmy just put it up to P2, so let's see what you can do. Good luck. Thank you. Cheers, Shay. Shay Adam in the pit lane for us. We're live on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited network of audio and visual channels. Two more events for uh, IMSA Radio, and we're looking forward to Matul Patilamon, of course, uh, at the end of the year. Will we crown some champions this weekend? It's not beyond the bound of possibility, is it, Jeremy? Because uh, particularly in GTD, uh, we've got Paul Miller Racing, who've had such a great season. Can they actually win the champion, any of the championships this weekend? Yeah, they can, actually. Uh, almost certainly will... Uh, I mean, this is the final round of the uh, Sprint Cup, which they've got a, a really handy lead. I mean, really, they've only got to finish, beat one, maybe one car. Uh, there's a couple more cars here this weekend uh, than normal, So, uh, but uh, yeah, another... Any sort of finish there uh, will, will clinch the uh, GTD Sprint Cup title. In GTD regular, uh, again, just a good... A, a, any sort of... Well, actually, I think... Come what may, they will, they will clinch it this weekend. 
unless they have a really bad uh, a bad day on Sunday. They've had five wins this season, and nine races, a remarkable year for And that is a record. Racing. That yeah, is a record. it is. And with a 375-point lead uh, and a total of uh, 385 points available, 35 points for pole position, 350 for the win, uh, they, they will almost certainly tie it up on Sunday. Uh, and this is... And, and Ditto, as she was saying, going on in LMP3, uh, having won all four of the championship, but full championship season races, of which Daytona was not won, mm. but uh, at the... Uh, Riley Motorsports car number 74, Gar Robinson, has driven in all the races. He's got a, a, a very commanding lead in LMP3 as well. Yeah. Uh, even in their championship winning year, they didn't win five races. Um, so it has been a very good year indeed. Yeah. At IMSA Radio, if you want to get in touch with us here in the broadcast centre, good to have your company. Hello to Carol Brink, who's tuned in. Uh, and uh, listening in Monterey, California, yeah, in a couple of weeks' time, or three weeks' time, uh, no, two weeks' time, for Ren Sport, as uh, we build up to the penultimate couple of rounds of the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. Three rounds in relatively quick succession, or three events, rather, six rounds in relatively quick succession for them to finish off. They're here this weekend, they raced here last year in the Porsche Sports Car Together Festival. Uh, then they're at WeatherTech for Rensport Reunion. Haven't got your tickets for that. Make sure you do. We'll be broadcasting that on uh, Motor Trend as well, of course, for you uh, for the whole of the meeting uh, with uh, Shea Adam and Pete Mackay joining us for that. The man who literally wrote the boot on Porsches, well, on Porsche Spiders, uh, at least. And then, of course, they're off to Cota, Circuit of the Americas with Formula One. Uh, I know no lizards here today. The groundsman very particular about that. Um, oh, actually, we have the flying lizards, don't we? Uh, no lizards, um, no monitor lizards as we had in uh, Formula One free practice one. Philippe Albuquerque still with the fastest time, 1.15.206. We're, we've got nothing yeah. to stand this against, Jeremy, other, of course other than when the cars were here testing uh, a little while ago. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, IMSA has raced here once before, of course, back in the first year of what was then called the United Sports Car Championship back in 2014. But that was on a slightly different uh, track configuration to what we're running right now. It was Ryan DL who had the uh, the pole time was that 14? for that race. 14 was that? 2014, yeah, yes. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, he had the fastest pole time and the fastest race up as well, actually, in the, in the HPD. Uh, car did uh, Ryan, but um, yeah, no, the, the, the test that was here uh, a few weeks ago was uh, fascinating. They were here for two days at the end of July, and I think there were four sessions over the two days. I think it was a different car on top in each of the four sessions, and at the end of it, all the uh, were nine of the ten cars were here for that test, and they were all covered by a, a hair over half a second, mm. i.e., ridiculously close. Top of the charts, though, was the number 25 BMW of Conor Di Filippi, just over his teammate. Um, and um, But I think all of the teams, all the manufacturers certainly got some good data coming into this weekend, and we expect it to be very, very close. And right now, Acura, as you say, at the top with Philip Albuquerque, did improve on the time we talked about it earlier on. 
15.206. And you've got nearly two tenths of a second over Sebastian Bourdais in the Cadillac. Well, they seemed to struggle at uh, Fuji, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Didn't have um, a good race. No, and then the, 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 the best of the Porsches now is Manny Campbell in third position, Columbus 7. Uh, and in fourth position is Colin Filippi at number 25 BMW. So all four manufacturers then in the top four positions at the moment. Uh, and a Oops. spin for the second-placed LMP3 car, Wayne Boyd for AWA. Again, there's something you don't often see. We're in a very steady pair of hands. Not been here before, just losing it towards the end of the lap. That's just by the pit lane entry at 13, isn't it, as he's come through the left-hander at turn 12. And that very fetching uh, chrome metallic green and black car that he drives for AWA. Matt Bell on top for the sister car in the pit lane at the moment. Uh, there, since that test that Jeremy was just talking about, there have been a couple of BOP tweaks, um, which might just change things a little bit, but let's put them to the back yeah, of our mind. Yeah, minuscule. Yeah, I was going to say, they're, exactly that, Jeremy. Exactly yeah, that. Yeah, they make these tiny changes in between, uh, in between events. I mean, the, the, the Acura uh, is running... Um, this, I think the same weight over here. But the Acura is running one kilogram heavier this weekend, 1046. Uh, the Cadillac is the same weight, but slightly different amounts of uh, of um, power and and stint energy. The uh, Porsche is also, I think, the same weight as it was before. Uh, and the BMW again is one kilo heavier at 1031. So. These minuscule little changes, I mean, nothing significant at all, really, John. Uh, yeah, indeed. So, and uh, we'll try, we'll get to share down in the pit lane in just a moment. I want to run through a few more times. Uh, Klaus Backler, Path, Path Motorsport, has improved the time in GTD Pro, now down to 124.2, 124.1 for the Lamborghini, the Forte. Uh, Lamborghini, the number 78, or Loris Spinelli behind the wheel of that car at the moment. So 124.1, 124.2. Again, never think of those cars as different uh, uh, because they aren't. Uh, let's see if we can go down to Sheer Adam, who is with Carl Marcelli on the pit wall. Kyle, you're going to have a lot of driving this weekend, not only going for the Lamborghini Super Trofeo title, second year in a row, but jumping in the Acura with Racer's Edge once again. Have you actually ever raced at Indy before? You know, I have. It's been a long time, uh, almost 10 years since I was here. So uh, it's like learning a new track again, and that's fun. You know, uh, I, I was really excited for the weekend. You know, we did the track walk yesterday. You get even more excited. And now here we are turning laps. So it's funny, though, when you when you do the track walk, it seems a lot bigger <laughs> and a lot faster. But when you get behind the wheel, everything tightens up. And uh, but yeah, it's looking forward, looking forward to the weekend. How difficult is it to jump back and forth between the Lamborghini and the Acura and having to adjust your brake points all over the track? Yeah, I'm just just starting to figure that out now. I've done one practice in uh, in both cars. Um, and yeah, it's it's tricky. And, and right now we're dealing with like almost like a low grip situation where I just feel like we're on top of the track a little bit. And I think that goes for everybody. So it's really difficult to be consistent right now. Um, you know, just really trying to feel the tire and feel the track and uh, not go beyond, you know, the limit of the tire, especially in the brake zones. It's really tough. 
Racer's Edge using this race and weekend as preparation for the Indy 8-hour. No secrets made about that. They did the same thing with uh, SRO Road America and then running in the IMSA Road America. So how much are they relying on you to try and get good intel for when they come back here in a few weeks' time? Yeah, I think um, I think that's the plan. You know, they've been here a few times now, so, you know, they've got a pretty good handle on the car, and they've had this car for a number of years and won a number of races and championships with it, so we're not really reinventing the wheel. Um, but just getting seat time, the tire is different. I think that's the key thing right now is, you know, most of the experience that they have with this car is on the Pirelli, and so we're just trying to figure out the Michelin. Good luck this weekend in both championships. Thank you. Carl Marcelli down in the pit lane with Shea Adam. We're coming down to 52 minutes. And out on the track at the moment, Mike Rockefeller is behind the wheel. He's just improved uh, for JDC Miller Motorsports in the bright yellow 963, as has uh, Nick Tandy as well. Actually, he's gone ahead of him by half a second or thereabouts I'm intrigued to see what we get next year in the GTP championship uh, we know that there will be some more GT2 cars quite a lot of GT2 cars uh, uh, sorry LMP2 cars coming in next year um, GTPs um, Jota have said that they are going to try and concentrate on the WEC and two cars there um, although I wouldn't write off one or two of the European teams in GTP coming across for the longer races. Um, so, um, very interested to see what might happen next year. And we've got Petit Le Monticum as well, of course, before the end of the season. Another 10-hour classic. And I can say that without fear of contradiction because it it pretty much always is Jeremy I don't think we've had a I don't think we've had a boring petite Le Mans going all the way back to 1998 to be quite honest there's always something going on here's another spin it's another AWA spin as well Ori Fadani different driver in the 13 Orlando sponsored car it's down at turn one and these seen this quite a lot oh now this Oops. might bring out a red flag for the vault Porsche which has got Alan Brynjolfsson second in GTD at the moment and third overall his back tyres have just dropped in to the the dirt or the gravel pit and the red flag has come out with 50 minutes to go and that gives us a chance, Jeremy, to talk about a new fastest lap overall. It does indeed. Maddie Campbell, just before this red flag uh, came out with Brynjolfsson, well, first of all, it was a spin by uh, Ori Fadani. That wasn't too, too much of a drama, but the spin at turn uh, three, I think that is for Alan Brynjolfsson, was. He's stuck in the gravel. And, but Maddie Campbell in that number seven Porsche went to the top there with a 115.184 for the Australian. So that, uh, again, bodes well. So we've still got uh, the four different manufacturers in the top four, just a slightly different order. It's now Porsche, Acura, Cadillac, BMW. That's been for number 77 car. Fastest in GCD remains Loris Spinelli. That's the Forte Power by Racing 
uh, pulled by US Electronics, excuse me, uh, Lamborghini or a can. That was the car that was also quickest here at the test back in July. There weren't an awful lot of GTD cars here for that test, but Spinelli was fastest of them all. Uh, and uh, that, that that spin from Brignos, and that's the car that was uh, second fastest or is second fastest in GTD, the time set earlier by Trent Hindman. Yeah. And that was the 5-6 chicane onto the middle straight, or the back. I suppose you'd call it the back straight. It isn't actually... Was it chicane he spun? Uh, wow, okay. He, he sh he's shown off at five at the moment, between five and six. That was where hmm. the uh, GPS had him off, uh, at least. So he just might not have clipped through. Ah, he might not have clipped through onto the, the next... Um, onto the next part of the track, Jeremy. So yeah, it, it might be a different part of the track. Start line to uh, the exit of turn uh, five, six it is sector one. From there to just turning into turn 11 is sector two. And then from there all the way to the end of the track is the third and final of the three sectors. If you are following along at Lime live timing, uh, AlcamelSystems.com, um, IMSA, of course. Uh, wind blowing pretty much straight into the noses of onto the noses of the car as they go uh, into turn one. So everybody in the pit lane at the moment. Uh, I was trying to remember all the rest of the other stories I wanted to talk to you about, Jeremy. And uh, uh, there's been so much going on since last we we spoke. Um, it, I mean, it's a good time to be involved in sports car racing, isn't it? We were talking about, um, uh, weren't we talking about how many people were coming to uh, to Petit Le Mans and extra drivers and, and such like. And it, it's just kept coming as far as... Uh, as far as IMSA uh, is concerned, um, with uh, all kinds of of good news, I, I saw that Sebastian Bordier was talking about traffic here uh, over the weekend and what that's going to uh, be like. Lawrence Vantour, who we talked about coming to Petit Le Mans, wants to come and do the IMSA Enduros, uh, as well as doing his WEC for Porsche. Uh, and uh, uh, and you know he loves it here. Um, when we get to Mission Pilot Challenge, we've got some more Porsche trying to find a bit more reliability and power from the 963, uh, and uh, we've even got the next gen tyres starting to be tested um, for uh, Michelin uh, for GTP. Uh, wet tyres uh, in particular. Uh, so plenty going on, even though we are getting towards the end of the season. And as I say, yeah. it's a good time to be involved in sports car racing. And, you know, what were we talking about in terms of the the entries? The entries are phenomenal. Absolutely. Imps are going to have... We haven't had all the... Um, uh, we, we won't get all the drivers at entries, but we're expecting to have the... Um, the the cars and the teams at Petit Le Mans, and IMSA, 
IMS has got a, a job on the hand. We'll discuss that in a moment because there there are places where we've got more cars that want to be in the championship than uh, than there are spots for them. The wheel and Cadillac being pushed backwards down the pit lane. We'll get Shay onto that in a moment after she has talked to the other Proton driver. <laughs> Can we call him that? <laughs> the other uh, JDC driver, excuse me, uh, from the Porsche 963. And Mike Rockenfeller is down in the pit lane. Mike, you definitely have the strangest experience driving at this track in cars this year because you go from NASCAR to the top level of prototype. How different are your brake markers? Uh, not only brake markers, but I, yeah, I mean, I know this car now um, quite well, but still, I have to say the last time I drove it was uh, Road America. Um, and jumping in, everything felt new again. So it really takes a while. I think one outing kind of is wasted to get back up to speed and just, you know, from your muscle memory and everything to understand what it feels like. I mean, a cup car uh, is, is a total different animal. Like you say, braking points, a little different, but also the feel of the brakes. You know, like in a cup car, you have a lot more turns all of a sudden because like the last two corner, it's flat out in this prototype. In a cup car, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a tough corner. You really have to work the car. And uh, yeah, it's, it, I think it's, uh, it's so cool, you know, to have the opportunity to jump from a NASCAR race uh, now into the top level here back in IMSA. Yeah, I'm super happy, but uh, yeah, we need to improve. We had some issues on the car, so we will find our rhythm and uh, we'll be strong hopefully tomorrow and Sunday. You guys have been the team to watch for the Porsche 963, often outperforming the factory effort, if you will. What is it about this team, this family, that just seems to click really well? Yeah, you say it right. It's a family and... Uh we have to overcome the odds in a way because, you know, like I said, we did one test day so far throughout the whole year. Um, that was here in Indianapolis, so we feel a little more prepared than for the other races. I think the others have been testing and testing and testing, so for sure they have an advantage and they should be faster. But, you know, we, we try our best. We, uh, we try to work hard. Um, with, with the limited tools we have right now. And it's for me, it's a learning process as a team. And we try to just, you know, prepare for next year. So um, I think so far we can be all very happy. Good luck this weekend. And then, of course, a Petit Le Mans. Thank you so much. Great to see Rocky back and back in form. I don't think he's doing any better. I never thought he'd lost it, to be honest. Always thought he was a great driver. And he's really enjoying himself. I had a couple of decent chats with him recently we'll uh, we'll try and get a longer one with him uh petite Le Mans because he's loving life and loving driving at the moment uh 42 and a half minutes to go let's look at some of the classes uh, it's still the 78 40 lamborghini on top of gtd from the faf porsche klaus backler brought number nine car at the pits a wee while ago uh right motorsports porsche in third of the gt cars the number 77 bright yellow car that caused that red flag then Brendan Areeb Inception Racing it's so close this year it's a couple of little things that maybe they need to address they can't be too far away surely from getting a win they'll be hoping that Brian Sellers uh, in fifth position in GTD uh, fourth in GTD father uh, excuse me fifth in the GT class with that BMW in P3, it's still the AWA Twins, first and second, 13 from 17, separated by about half a second from Riley, number 74. Nolan Siegel uh, is back out in the number 30, Junior 3 racing car. In LMP2, 
Dwight Merriman for Era, from Tower, from CrowdStrike, from the two TDSs. And that's how they stand at the moment. A little bit of a drop for what looked like the LMP2. Yes, it was. It was the Wins car. Ben Keating in the PR1 car was just out on the opening part of the lap. What a season Ben Keating has had. And already subject to him not getting any points taken from him by the end of the season in WEC. Already a world champion uh, with Corvette. Had another good run a week ago at Fuji. Clocking up the air miles as well, isn't he, Jeremy? Back here at Indianapolis and racing in the wins number 52 LMP2 car. Yeah, very cool. Has he tied up that championship in, in wet, did you say? Yeah, it was tied up after uh, it was tied up, after was Monza. It? Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't oh, actually yeah. even have to go oh. to Fuji. Wow. Yeah, what a year he's had. It's just been fantastic, isn't it? He's just, as you say, driving so well these days. That he's, uh, again, had some, some really good battles in LMP2 this year. And is, you know, if you look at the uh, the championship pos positions in LMP2, uh, he leads it with Paul-Luc Chatin in that PR1 Matters and Motorsports number 52 car, but only by 45 points over Stephen Thomas and Michael Jensen in the 11 car for TDS Racing. But also right there in contention is uh, George Kurtz and Ben Hanley as well, just another 52 points further back in the third position um, in the number 04 car, that's the CrowdStrike Racing by APR. Good to hear that that team was committed again to next year also. Uh, and then Tower Motorsports number 8 car and the second TDS car's number 35, not far back either in points. So it's a tremendous battle that with these two races to go for the season in the overall championship for LMP2. Hello to Dead Squirrel, who is down at Turn 5, listening in on the PA system at IMSA Radio. For the, those of you at the circuit, we'll keep an eye on the messages coming in. A moment or two ago, again, in the infield. People still getting used to the track and the uh, Harry Ticknell-driven Proton WeatherTech 963. Just uh, flat 4-0 slide off the circuit managed to get it back on oh and then he cut the chicane as well after that oh, that was the 60 car uh, of Colin Brown for my shank racing in the Acura uh, what for Colin Brown next year then if MSR aren't coming back uh, that is a big question just got his big break which he has deserved for some time really hope he gets picked up uh, by another top team certainly deserves it see Jeremy the people are still dialing themselves in here it's uh, 108 Fahrenheit on the track that is 42 Celsius around uh, about 75 Fahrenheit or 24 Celsius in the air been a toasty 27 and 28 here in central England uh, today Celsius so that's been uh, quite pleasant uh, still shorts and t-shirt weather over here in the middle of September. So what happened there? And that was just a little run on from the number 17 AWE of Anthony Mantella. He's back on the track. Under 40 minutes to go. So first half of that session, Jeremy's rattled through. 
Yeah, it didn't take long, did it? You're right. Uh, you're more than halfway through already, and uh, it's been, you know, it, it's tight at the top as per usual. We've got the top, what, uh, eight cars, is it, covered by less than a second, by just over eight tenths of a second. So eight out of the ten, that's pretty uh, pretty tight as usual. LMP2 the same. Uh, Michael Jensen just, uh, no, yeah, he just improved to second place behind Ryan DL. Still Ryan DL leads away there for Euro Motorsport, and Ryan, he's the guy who has a track record here for prototype cars, such as it is on, I'd say, a different track layout, but he's had success here before, and once more again this weekend for Euro Motorsport, number 18 car, but Michael Jensen, number 11, has not got, got uh, just about two tenths behind Ryan DL into second place ahead of Louis Delatraz in the Tower Motorsport car number eight in third. Big weekend for IMSA in this tyrack.com battle on the bricks with camping on the infield for the first time. Hello to all of you who are there. Plenty of the collective, I know, have made the trip. Well done to you for voting with your, uh, with your feet, your gas money and your effectively your wallets. Thank you very much for supporting this. Sorry we can't be with you. Uh, this weekend in person as she is representing Jeremy and I and the rest of IMSA Radio and it is to share that we will go to now uh, and so uh, I'm going to feel a bit like Captain Kirk here damage report Scotty <laughs> uh, if only I watched Star Trek to get that reference um, Mr. Penske by the way wanted me to make sure that all the fans know that camping is open on the infield so if you have a tent or an RV or something and you would like to come do it for the first time ever that is an option and uh, the captain actually asking me oh the captain look another Star Trek reference uh, he asked me to let everyone know that once again over the loudspeakers so there you go Mr. Penske job done um, damaged cars we had the 77 volt racing Porsche into the pit lane after that moment in the gravel the car had no further damage to it but the tires were a bit dusty um, but the splitter was still in one piece most importantly that car did go back out after they plugged it into the computer to make sure that the computer was happy and the 31 Whalen Engineering Cadillac I just went back and checked on them in the garage they are working on the car they said they think it's a part that is failing it hasn't failed yet but Alexander Sims reporting back to the team that it felt like something that they had felt before during a test so they aren't worried about losing the track time necessarily because they did do the test here but missing track time is never a good thing so they're going to try and get the part replaced it is in the front end of the car they wouldn't tell me what it was but it was something within the front end of the car uh, and get that car back out before the end of the session if for nothing else a shakedown so that they're not doing a shakedown tomorrow morning during FP2 yeah that makes, uh, makes perfect sense to me thank you Cher Cher Adam down in the pit lane at IMSA Radio if you'd like to get in touch with us another run on at turn one this time for Sebastian Baldet in the 0-1 Cadillac and there is a prescribed way Jeremy that you have to go there to avoid picking up a penalty uh, and it's I mean it's all it's all hard standing in pavement it's actually come back into the pit lane now just to get that car checked over uh, but it brings you out sort of in between in fact actually after turn two and heading on towards turn three I beg your pardon, sorry, John, uh, If you run on at turn one, which, and thank yep. you, in fact, thank yep. you, because the 04's <laughs> just done it, George Kurtz, <laughs> uh, just allowing me to de describe it again, uh, and you come on through one of the re 
he, he's plugged into him some radio in the car, we know that. And you join on almost, uh, sort of the outside of turn three, effectively. Uh, so yeah. you, you, you're not coming back into traffic there, so long as you keep your eyes over to the right-hand side when you rejoin. That's exactly right. It's, it's, a, it's a tricky rejoin there, and if you really, really hammer it through that escape road, you, you, you can not lose much time. Uh, but uh, you've got to get it just right. That's certainly one of the one of the uh, aspects of the track that the all of the drivers would have p- paid close attention to yesterday during the track walk. At least if they, if they didn't, they should have done, uh, because it, it is quite tight through there. But uh, if you know exactly where it, where it goes, because it's not really apparent as you as you as you come up to to that down into that escape road, you've got to search around a little bit to to find that path yeah. through. Uh, but if you have done your homework, you know exactly where it is. Um, yeah, you can you can you get through there without losing much track time, but it is going to be tricky on that restart. You, you're on the outside track there, and your optimal line is farther to the right as you rejoin, as you suggest there, but it's still pretty tricky. I think um, if I was a team manager, I would ask I would ask all of my drivers in the free practice sessions to go through there at least once, just so they exactly know where it is. Um, and they know how tight it is because the last thing I want is in the last 20 minutes of the race for them to be battling, have to take the um, uh, have to take the escape road and then clip the concrete wall because there's a part where they've got to go through between two parts of the concrete wall and clip the, the concrete wall and put, put you out of the race. I would like them to go through there at least once through the free practice sessions before we get the qualifying. The other part of that is as well... Um, we haven't got a warm-up on Sunday, have we? No, we haven't. Yeah, isn't it? Oh, yes, we do. I think we're right, yeah. I'd also be asking them to go through on the warm-up session as well, just to clean it off a bit. Yeah, um, this time it's 8 o'clock, so plenty of time afterwards to, to, to get to the race, yeah, yeah, unlike true. last time. Well, yes, indeed. Um, I, I, I just think it's one of those things like the, the clever guys in MotoGP who always ride through the, the long lap penalty um, loop and just to find out exactly how close they can get to the lines and such like that um, and yes we do have one on Sunday and we will be covering it uh, on Sunday morning as it is so that'll be just about one o'clock in the UK so and that's handy uh, 30 minutes to go 31 minutes to go uh, hello to Marty Z uh, who's just tweeted a very nice couple of pictures to at IMSA Radio uh, and he's listening to us and we've retweeted that. Let's have your trackside pictures at IMSA Radio as well, please, if you're listening to us. If you're tuned in on a Friday afternoon, stroke evening, stroke early early in the morning, depending on where you are around the world, let us let us know where you're tuned in. Uh, Shit, Adam, um, my Cadillac has no nose. How does it smell? It's an old joke, but this is the zero one. What's going on? Nose change going on for this car. They did not have the new nose ready to go with the proper louvres that go over the uh, tire area, if you will. So where the tires are exposed, the louvres that were on there were about an inch in length. The louvers that they've just put on are about a half inch in length. So that's an interesting change that they've elected to do. There are headlight tear-offs on this new nose, so I would expect this is one that gets utilized in the nighttime hours because otherwise, why would you put tear-offs on your headlights unless you just wanted to waste money, something that Chip Ganassi does not do. And the old nose that came off, 
I didn't see any damage to it, but I might have to hop over the wall and go back in the little forbidden zone where all the spare parts are kept to see just what that one looks like. Oh, fantastic. Thank you, Shea. Uh, it's trying to go ahead, try, Jeremy. Yeah, well, just try a couple of different things on the error bounce of the cars. Yeah, true. Louvres will uh, will will um, affect the uh, the balance front to rear uh, on the car. So we're probably just trying a different co couple of configurations, or possibly trying a different couple of uh, configurations there. As we see the number 18 car, that's the Era Motorsport LMP2 that was has just been eclipsed. Actually, uh, it's uh, a new fastest time for Mikkel Jensen a few uh, minutes ago. Uh, has gone fastest in LMP2, and this is number 18 car with, well, Ryan DL shown back at the wheel again. Yeah, curious. off the wow. track. Uh, and that car, again, just coming out of the uh, midfield section. Oh, no, that's the start of the lap. Uh, and it's not even a half spin, is it, for Ryan? Sort of got it at about 45 degrees and then grabbed it back. But quite clearly, people still dialing themselves in. The vast majority of the field uh, have not been here um, and have not been here certain. I mean, Jimmy Bruni has been here, but he was driving Formula One car the last time he was here and uh, not on the same circuit. Um, but the vast majority of people have not been here in the cars in which they are driving this weekend, Jeremy. So this, this really is... I mean, they'll have all been on the, on the Sims, but it's not... You get to know which way the circuit goes and an idea of where you're breaking point, but you don't know what the grip levels are going to be until you get out there. And DL off again uh, in the number 18 car. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah, you're absolutely right there, John. I mean, you're, you're right. Uh, quite a few of the drivers have been to race in Indianapolis in one way. No, nah, it's Dwight Merriman. It's Dwight Merriman at the wheel of that car, by the way. I've Is just it? seen his. I've just seen the helmet. Yeah, with the silver on the yeah, side. That makes sense. It runs. Yeah. Just, just yeah. I think that was his outlap actually. Um, fine because it hadn't switched over Ooh. when I looked. But uh, yeah, you're right. Slightly um, new colour scheme uh, as well for the MLT Motorsport car. This is the bright orange and white number 54 circulating at the moment, and that is in the hands of Dakota Dickerson. Uh, yeah. Behind the wheel. Good. good I'm pleased. Pleased for Dakota Dickerson in that car. Yeah, great to see him back in that car, isn't it? That's the, the team with which he won the Prototype Challenge Championship a couple of years ago. Really got him his start in prototypes. And uh, Doc, Dr. Mike there, Dr. Mike Thompson, who's the team principal, MLT Motorsports, has got uh, Dakota back in. He's just gone up to third fastest a couple of laps ago as well in LMP3. So right up at the sharp end. It's the two AWA cars that lead the way at the moment in LMP3. Matt Bell has gone fastest at a 120.799. Did that actually quite a, quite a long time ago. His teammate Wayne Boyd right behind him, well, half a second behind him, actually, in second position. And then very close behind Wayne Boyd's time are both Dakota Dickerson in that number 54 car and Josh Burden in car number 74. Jeremy Shaw with me, John Hindoff. We're in the blue in the booth. Shea Adam is trackside for us again this weekend. And we're down to the last 26 minutes. Great to have the Andretti Aston back with us. The number 94 car. It's been on the entry list for a couple of races. The blue and white car is back this weekend. And great to see it here, Jeremy. And it is circulating. It is. And hopefully this weekend, finally, 
we can get some, some actual race laps in for Gabby Chavez because each of the mm. two races that car's had so far, uh, Paul Jared Andretti has been taken out by somebody else, uh, not of his own making. So in um, on race day, Gabby Chavez zero laps yeah. out of the two events that they tried to do. But the car's been been has been has shown well. As you say, great to see it back again here this weekend, and you're looking toward the full season next year. Yeah, the the, the Andretti Andretti team had been concentrating on its LMP3 car, but with that going away for next year, they've had a, a couple of toes in the water, so if you like, uh, with this Aston Martin in preparation for what we anticipate to be a full season in 2024. Please come. Good to Very happy see, to yeah. Yeah, yeah, all of the car, all 48 cars have completed, well, all but one of them completed 20 laps. The only, there's 19 laps by number 12 Lexus of Frankie Montecarlo and Aaron Teague. It's everybody else done at least 20. No, I lie, Alexander Sims, number 31 cars, only done 16 in the GTP car. But, um, you know, good, goodly number of laps turned by everybody, but uh, it is busy out there, and we've seen already quite a few incidents involving cars in different classes and speed differentials are quite big around here and there's several sections on this track where it's quite easy for the prototypes to be stuck behind gt any of the gt cars let's go down to the pit lane shay adam is at heart of racing with roman de angelis you are the only driver in the heart of racing stable this weekend who has ever raced at Indy. So how much are you trying to tell those big dogs how to go faster around this place? Yeah, we're not uh, we're not the highest on the timesheet right now, so um, I, I guess my uh, my past experiences haven't paid off in free practice one. But no, we uh, it's a great track. It's, it's great to have IMSA back here. Obviously, such an iconic venue, an iconic place in general to race. Um, it's almost surprising that we haven't been here all these years in the past, just being Indianapolis. Um, but yeah, just happy to be back. I mean, we struggled a bit in the first run. Um, just just try to set up that we thought would work. Obviously not having tested here. Both cars kind of went different directions and ours didn't seem to, to work. We changed it up and we'll see what happens now with, uh, with Marco when he gets in the car. So yeah, we should be okay. It's, it's going to be a great race. You do still have a bit of an ALMS connection to this place, though. I understand when you ran here before, it was in a Panos. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. I, uh, it was actually, I think, the first weekend I ever raced GT4 was here. Um, it was right during the heat of COVID, and I wasn't back at IMSA yet. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a good weekend. I think I think we might have won one of the races and didn't finish the other one. So, uh, hopefully, we can try to keep that streak alive here. There's been a lot of talk over the last couple of days about the potential of Valkyrie development within the Heart of Racing team. I know that that's near and dear to your heart. You've gotten to drive that car at a private test track, right, the Valkyrie? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I drove the, I guess you could call it the production model, but they're, they're sort of race car they sell. I've driven that before. That is cool. What, what would you think about turning that into potentially a top-class car and running it here in IMSA? Yeah, it would be amazing. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, stuff going on. All kinds of manufacturers talking about, you know, what they're gonna do. I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to focus on my own stuff now. I'm honestly not really sure about any of it or what's true and what's not. So, um, yeah, it would be really, really cool. Obviously, a beautiful car um, and an amazing brand. But yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm sure everybody here wants it to happen. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Hey, good luck this weekend. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, Gwen Ewell from uh, Heart Racing has a. Uh, a road-going Valkyrie, as they are road-going cars, and uh, 
I know he absolutely loves that. Um, the issue is actually taking power out of that car. It's got an almost a thousand horsepower, which is about twice as much as a, a GTP or a, a LMH car is allowed. So there's some work to be done there. Although, of course, the car was got a, a variety of active um, ride and active aero that's not allowed as well. Uh, so that would have to be disabled. But um, it was always conceived that it, it that potentially could have been, depending on how the rules worked out, a uh, top-class car and take Aston Martin back to Le Mans. Where they've not won outright since 1959. Plenty of class wins, of course. So we'll follow that with interest. Meanwhile, uh, the Turn 1 club has been added to by Gar Robinson. Now he's gone straight on at Turn 1 and he has missed the turn off. And he's going to take a third goal. Ooh, now he's going back into the oncoming traffic. No, he's not. He's spinning it around. And he's going to have another goal at getting into that gap between. The walls, which he does now at turn one. Exactly what I was talking about, Jeremy. Very easy if you run long at turn one. Actually, run by the place that you need to turn right to regain the track. And that's what Gar did there. Sort of bail, bail, bailed out a wee bit late, but then didn't find the right-hand turn that he should have and had to sort of double back a couple of times. Yeah, that's right. And I think... Uh, he clearly hadn't done his homework there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but he's finally got it right now and back uh, back where he should be uh, to, to get onto the racetrack. But, yeah, that's a that's a pretty interesting scenic route, route he took through there. Is he, is he doing a, a Jim Carlin there, a, yeah, an yeah. auto test? Or? Yeah, that's what he was looking like. <laughs> he just wanted to do a burnout, I think, didn't he? he... Found it on the third attempt, I think it was. But, that, you know, that we're laughing at that now and, you know, we're having a little bit of fun at Gar's expense here. He's a quick student. He'll not make that mistake again. In a free practice session, that, it's not damaged the car, that means nothing at all. However, in the heat of racing, the difference between finding that and going through might be losing three or four seconds or losing 30 seconds, Jeremy. And that would make a difference. Yeah, absolutely right. And you know, if, if you do make a mistake, you want to minimise it, don't you? You, you want to uh, yeah, minimise the time loss. Uh, and so... Um, yeah, any way you can do that. Uh, less time on, on off the racetrack itself, then the better off you're going to be. But uh, no harm, no foul. He's managed to get that back underway again. And, yeah, it's, I mean, looking, looking to get the perfect season, it's, it's, we're still only you know, three quarters of the way through it for the uh, LMP3 cars in terms of their, their regular season. Uh, we've had four races. Those four races have been at, uh, at Sebring, Watkins Glen, Canadian Time Airsport and, and Road America, uh, and then just with here in Indianapolis and Petit Le Mans to go in, in the regular season for LMP2. And wouldn't it be amazing if we could get a, uh, a clean sweep? So easier said than done. 18 minutes to go. And Joao Barbosa going quicker last time around for the number 33. Stars and Stripes, Sean Greenwich Motorsport car. And. We've had a couple of changes in GTD as well because Turner Motorsport went to the top there, Jeremy. Uh, and apologise if you did mention that. A new best lap in GT 
D of 124.019. No, I didn't. And uh, it was Patrick Gallagher, as you say there, in that number 96 car, uh, 0.123 of a second ahead of Michel Goetberg now in the Forte Racing Park by Yusuf Lamborghini. So it's now uh, BMW, Lamborghini, uh, then Porsche, uh, and then the McLaren of uh, Frederick Shandor, fourth fastest in GTD. Sandwiched in amongst them is a GTD Pro car that you mentioned earlier on for FAF Motorsports. It was Klaus Backler that set the time. Patrick Pile driving number nine Porsche at the moment. And uh, we've got a problem for the Andretti car. These guys have had no look at all. Right front issue, there's flame at the right front of this car from the brake disc, I believe. And this is the number 94, the... No, it's just behind the front wheel. So that is where the exhaust comes out and it's caught the sill on fire there uh, and black smoke coming out of that car has pulled off. Jared Andretti is out of the car. We've already got EMR safety workers. Jared doing a great job there because he pulled in at an area where he knew that there was there were safety workers. And that has been dealt with, Jeremy Shaw, very quickly indeed. Yeah, it has, hasn't it? But, uh, golly, as you say, no luck at all for this team in the uh, GT3 Aston Martin so far. But uh, the good news is uh, it's only Friday. Uh, and they've got two more days to get it sorted out and, and have a what we hope will be a good, strong run in the race. But, yeah, a lot of hard to say. Well, that might be a wheel bearing, possibly. What what could that be on the... Oh, it's, it wasn't the right wheel, was it? It was the... Uh, uh, it, was the it was the exhaust just behind the right yeah, it front was the wheel. Exhaust, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was so low down that I thought it was a brake that had gone. Yeah, um, well... If I'm honest. So, I apologise for uh, throwing everybody a slight curveball there but uh, the good news is that that has been dealt with very very quickly um, now ugly. the worry the worry about that is not the fact that it's the sill was caught the light but what caused that excessive amount of flame coming out of the exhaust pipe in front of the rear door in the first place we'll keep an eye on that uh, whilst the safety workers are looking at the right-hand side of the exhaust um, cluster coming out of that V8. Shea Adam is down in the pit lane with Philippe Albuquerque. Yeah, great time to talk to Philippe. Got to ask you the question I've been asking everyone else. Have you ever raced at Indy before? I did. Uh, it was my first time I came to US to race in 2013. Uh, I did then Sebring and then I did Indianapolis. But it went awful the race, so I hope that it goes better this year. So we'll ignore that then. We'll just look forward. Now, the Acura is showing good pace. The BLP change means that we don't really know where you guys are going to be amongst everybody else. Do you feel good for this weekend? Uh, well, the BLP is kind of funny in a way. I think um, I think MC is doing a good job in terms of doing it. We are always competitive, whatever we are going everyone we are within two tents now we are just behind the Porsche uh, I was happy with the car balance now so it's good to go but again the track was so dirty in the beginning it was like I could see dust coming out it felt like the first laps of Lama you know when it comes out which is super weird because it's been like driving guys around the track since in the morning and and then and then I had a weird feeling as well because everyone a lot of GT cars they were so lost it's just like they don't know where they go and 
it, I just felt weird. But um, I had a good feeling on the car. So again, it's still early days. The track is still evolving. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Leading the championship, going into the last two races of the year. You guys still looking for your first win of the year. Which one would be bigger for Wayne Taylor with Andretti Autosport to get the win at Indy or to get Petit? To be honest, I think the biggest will be to win the championship. We are just looking at the championship. If that means that we go <clears throat> to the win without the zero wins, that's going to be like that. So we are just looking at the championship. I never win the championship. We finished second twice the last two years. Um, again, uh, managing that, we need to be clever, not getting in the, in the, mid in the middle of uh, you know, setbacks. It's going to be a chaotic race. The amount of GT cars there is around, traffic's going to be wild. Um, so even if you could be fast, whatever is in the lead, you're going to get caught in, uh, in traffic. So we need to be really calm and uh, we need to wait for the checker and then, and then we see one step at a time. Thanks for the chat. Good luck this weekend. Thank you very much. So, thank you to Shea Adam. And we've got just under 13 minutes to go. Jeremy Shaw, nasty potential, nasty uh, incident there has been dealt with as usually, very professionally and very quickly indeed by the AMR safety crew and the safety workers here at the track. As always, I mean, they are, they just do a magnificent job, don't they? Don't they? And isn't it great to see uh, infield camping here at Indianapolis? I believe for the first time ever, is that right? It's, uh, it's uh, a very cool opportunity to get on some uh, parts of this racetrack that a lot of people can't, at least not in this form. Really cool. And we are back to green very quickly. And. Again, nice job from Jared Andretti as well. He got it to the safety work. It's well off the track, so it didn't take too long to get that car moved out of the way. At IMSA Radio, hello to Tom Marshallek. Down from Ohio to Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Looking out from the front stretch grandstand at the line of cars that was along the pit lane. Heading, of course, to his left down towards the exit of pit lane. Still can't quite get used to that, even though I have been on site to watch car racing going uh, in this direction. And of course, watched various indie uh, races as well around here. Hello to Rich Walker, who is in South Jersey, about to jump in the LMP2 car and I racing for their WeatherTech IMSA series. Listening in. It's close. Thanks, Rich, for tuned in. That was a bit close, wasn't it, Jeremy? Yeah, Riga van der Zander there, poking his nose inside. Number 35 car, I think, wasn't it? Rodrigo Salas, who's driving that car this weekend. Tell you what, didn't Rodrigo did a, did a really good job for Tower Motorsport, hopping in at last minute at Road America um, last month. Really impressive he was. Uh, and uh, driving a different LMP2 car this weekend, and Franco van der Zender was poking his nose down the inside under braking, but uh, tried, tried to get out of it, got himself up on the kerbs, and both continued, I think, without any contact. Car Franco van der Zender, 0-1 Cadillac, the, uh, the uh, 
golden black car is is or yellow black car is in uh, third fastest in this session so far set time set much earlier by sebastian bourdais Yeah, it's Philippe Nasa who's gone out in the number seven Porsche Penske Motorsport. Actually, no, he hasn't gone out. He's the only one in the top six who hasn't. Proton Porsche hasn't gone out either. And as I say that, Jimmy Bruni makes a liar of me. Side by side, coming through the early part of the lap for the 0-1. Renger van der Zander trying to get up to speed. Felipe Nasa just heading out the pit lane now as we're down to just on nine minutes still to come from us at least uh, we have the pilot challenge practice two for the indianapolis motor speedway 240 the four hour race tomorrow evening and uh, we'll start the practice for that it will be on the air at about 10 past seven local time so that's 10 past midnight in the UK, 10 past 1 in Central Europe. And that will be the time, or at least part of the time, that the race will be running into its uh, final stanza tomorrow evening into the darkness. The, the uh, strong rumour, the smart money, is that the WeatherTech race will run into the darkness next year on the Saturday. Uh, so this is a bit of a test for TV and for the new infield lighting here at IMS Good look at the uh, speed differential there coming out of turn 14 onto the front straightaway they're on board the BMW as he zipped past a couple of cars that was really really tight wasn't it and uh, that these these GTP cars really do launch off the corners and um, fascinating to see how this how these cars make their speeds just in different ways to to uh, the other cars on track BMW had a relatively successful well actually no more than a relatively a, a very good test here at IMS and they do seem, Jeremy, if we look at the season as a whole, the RLL BMW VM hybrid does seem to go better when they're at tracks that they have been to before and they have some some data for. Well, yeah, um, you know they, they've uh, they came into this season certainly. On the back foot, having struggled in in, the, in all of their pre-season testing, had a much better result at Daytona than they had probably anticipated in terms of reliability. A couple of niggles, but nothing too major, which was not what they anticipated. Uh, and they've made tremendous progress during this season. I don't think they've done an, an awful lot of testing, um, but uh, they were at this test here, and that was certainly beneficial. Came away with the first and fast, first and second fastest times, uh, albeit not by very much. And yikes, yes. Half a dozen cars. <laughs> well, both the uh, oh, Porsche and Penske one of the Porsches. cars. Yeah, including number seven car, clearly didn't pay attention 
to what you should do there, which is oh. uh, exactly what he's not doing. Turned round and gone to face the oncoming yeah, traffic. That's and driven a no -no. back into turn one. Uh, and that was the Philippe Nazar driven car. His teammate of Mathieu Jaminet did the right thing. There was three cars involved there. Uh, in <laughs> big, that really. big, ooh, big, that big lock up by Nasser and only just missed. Now, was that the heart of racing Aston or was it the BMW? Um, it was very, very close uh, to taking out one of the GT cars. Big lock up. And then with the uh, AWA cars, uh, the TDS cars rather, in the way, the number six car of Mattia Jaminer, the Porsche, couldn't turn in. So he just ran on and did actually go through the right part of the track. His teammate yeah. did not. No, he did. <laughs> on, on the timing screen, by the way, I do like this. Uh, many cars, of course, turn one and yeah. continued. Yeah, that's what it was. I mean, goodness gracious me. Yeah. He, he was locked up on the inside line there. And it was, uh, I mean, three different categories of cars, I think, uh, heading into that deck corner. Maybe just two. But uh, it was it was very, very tight there. And how there was no contact between all of them, uh, I have no idea because that was really, really close. But uh, got away with it. But I think uh, there'll be a, a severe ticking off there for, for Felipe Nasso, who clearly didn't do the right thing after having gone into the escape road, but everybody else did. Uh, and you, you mentioned there that it was uh, uh, Rexy, wasn't it, this time? The the pink AO racing Roxy. Porsche. Roxy. That's Roxy, is it? Big yeah. yeah, Rexy's, Rexy's the, the green, green one, one, which is still, coming still back on from its Japan. way back from Japan. Yes, exactly. Um, so, the land of Goshila. Uh, so the, the brother is here this weekend and had a good, really good run. That, that, that car's... Uh, that team's best result of the season last time out at VAR, finished in sixth position in that very closely contested GTD class, so a really good run for them, and hoping for more again, or even another step or two higher, uh, higher up the order on Sunday. Mm. Yes, well... Boy, traffic is a problem, it's, it's really tricky out there. I'm already starting to write our Porsche keys to the race, Jeremy, <laughs> um, and traffic... Traffic's going to be one of them. Track limits will be looked at as well. There's a couple of places here where you can cheat the curbs uh, and take a wee bit of a shortcut and get quite significant advantages. And Bob Barfield has been speaking to the teams and will get Shea to drop into the, the driver and team manager meeting and, and find out exactly where they're looking. But certainly the 5-6 chicane onto what is... Uh, I think turned is it turned Ullman Boulevard? Yes. Down the back of there? Yeah. Yeah, Ullman Boulevard all the way down to seven, yes. Yeah. Where the cars are right those cars are right now. Two Porsches. Back up to pace. Uh, and it was the um the blue BMW that nearly got picked up uh, <laughs> by Felipe Naza. And um I think it's uh, Ricky Forley uh, in Ricky Forley. Robbie Forley. Um who's in that car. I know it's Chandler Hall because I've got him in the wrong car there. So it was Chandler Hull in that uh, blue number 97. And he he may not have known what exactly happened there. Yeah. But he had he, it, there was nothing he could have done any differently. He was either going to get hit or not get hit. And the good <laughs> news for Turner Motorsport, Will Turner and the rest of the team, was he didn't get hit. He comes the seven around him as he comes onto the start-finish line. 
Or is it the finish start line as they're going the opposite <laughs> direction? Um, I've never thought of that. Never thought of that before. Uh, we're into the last two minutes, Jeremy. We are indeed, yeah. Less than two minutes to go in this uh, 90 minute session. And uh, new fastest time in GTD Pro and, and fast of all GTD GT cars, Jack Hawksworth goes fastest in the Lexus Caliber 14 for Vassar Sullivan. 123.837 for the Englishman. Boy, what a season it's been. Uh, we, we talked about how what a season it's been for the number one Paul Miller racing team in GTD non-pro uh, with the five wins. But a remarkable season also in the GTD pro category for the number 14 Lexus in on the pole position, on excuse me, on the podium, all races except for one and holding a, a healthy championship lead. Just really good consistency from those, those two drivers, Jack Hawksworth and Ben Barnicott, all year long. Faster again he goes now to Jack Hawksworth. 123.636 for that number 14 Lexus. So one or two drivers having a little go at the end. Alexander Sims is just pottering back out for the last, for what will be one more lap. I get the chequered flag, I think, next time mm. he comes round in the number 31 Whalen Engineering Cadillac. That's so the car that went behind the wall, isn't correct, it? Correct, correct. So whatever was the issue... Um, seems to have been rectified with just half a minute to go Shea Adam uh, in the pit lane uh, it was a part that was failing on the car that they needed to get to and replace and they have replaced it now they've gotten their shakedown lap so that is excellent work once again by Whalen Engineering to get the car turned around in record time and speaking of cars turned around I think there's one turned around on the circuit just Dwight Merriman waiting for his opportunity to rejoin uh, and that is the other action area has been turned 12 so both of the areas where you are breaking down from the speedway going back onto the infield so turn one and turn 12 and he just completely missed his braking point and took to one of the two escape roads that are there there's also of course the bank part of the speedway <laughs> Ori Fadani uh, has just taken the chequered flag and gone straight on at turn one in the black and yellow Orlando number 13. That's the AWA Duquesne in LMP2. Chequered flag is out. That 115-154 is going to be quick enough, I think. Yes, it is. As Philippe Eng's just gone through. It was another Philippe, Philippe uh, Nasser, who was quickest. And it's quickest for Porsche Penske Motorsport, ahead of Acura and Cadillac and BMW. So all four manufacturers, Jeremy, in the top four, separated by half a second in GTP. Yeah, very cool, isn't it? And uh, you're the top eight cars by less than nine tenths of a second. So very, very tight. Manny Campbell set that time fastest overall, but by only 0.022 from the Acura of Philip Albuquerque. So really, really tight as we... As we uh, always think it's going to be a couple of improvements right at the end there also uh, in LMP2 Ben Hanley and Ed Jones both uh, improving they they are uh, Ben Hanley's third fastest in LMP2 Ed Jones fifth fastest that's number 04 car and number 20 car respectively Ed Jones fifth then for high class racing in P2 also an improvement right at the end I think for time and van der Helm was it yes it was yeah yeah, didn't uh, move him up in a position, I don't think, in GTP. Still ninth fastest and ahead of the number 31 car. Did have some problems during that session. But Tim van der Helm then 
just over a second off the ultimate time. Do the other class leaders in a second as everyone is just finishing their in-lap. Let's get down to Shea Adam for a final interview uh, from her in the pit lane. Where have you rocked up to, Shea? Uh, gone to my Canadian brethren with FAF Motorsports because what a performance. Klaus Bachler and Patrick Pile coming into this weekend. You guys moved up in the championship after the last round, but Klaus, this is the first time where you've been to a track and Patrick hasn't. And all of a sudden there's speed in the car. How confident do you feel this weekend? Yeah, it's really cool to be here uh, on this amazing track. And um, I'm confident, I mean, the team is doing such a good job. Uh, we work hard, it's uh, two races to go, so we are third in the championship. I think uh, the Lexus is a bit far away, but you never know, everything is, uh, can happen. And um, yeah, we are fighting for uh, uh, P2 in the championship, P3, so it's a good, a good result after all we had this season. And uh, also it's my first season this year in IMSA, so I'm happy about it. And uh, we give our best and uh, let's see where we can end up. Great job in practice one. Let's see what you do tomorrow in qualifying. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm looking forward to quali. Uh, seems practice went well for us. Seemed to be quite good, but uh, we will work hard to improve even. Looks like the Porsches are back in it, John. Well, yes, possibly. Thank you, Shea. We'll find yeah. out as we go through the weekend. LMP3, Junior 3 Racing with their Ligier. They were quickest. Uh, and the Porsches were closer to the top with Patrick Pelier uh, in second place for FAF Motorsport. But right at the end there, Vasa Sullivan back again to the top with that Lexus and the GTD Pros. Honour is restored at the end of the session, Jeremy. Yeah, and there have been some, uh, some balanced performance changes coming into this weekend. A little bit less uh, boost and therefore power for the BMWs. Yeah. Um, the Corvette also a little bit smaller restrictor than before. Very true. Uh, the Lexus also a one millimeter smaller restrictor than previously. Uh, uh, so that's quite a big change for the Lexus, but it doesn't seem to show there. The, the McLaren has added 20 kilos from the last round. The BMW, the, excuse me, the Mercedes has lost 30 kilograms of weight since last time out, and the Porsche have added a bit more weight, but also got a significantly larger restrictor, three and a half millimeters larger air, air, air restrictor size for the Porsche. So that'll give them a, a, a good bit more horsepower as well. So uh, those all seem to be yeah, working out pretty much as planned, I would say. It all seems fairly close in GTD. Jeremy Shaw was alongside me, John Hindorf, in the Global Broadcast Centre, uh, which I'll continue to call it, even though Andretti have nicked that from us. Uh, Shea Adam was down in the pit lane uh, for us at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We'll be back for the evening session. The Pilots Challenge Practice 2, that's at a quarter past seven local time. That's just after midnight in the UK on RS2. Thanks for being with us. Uh, we'll hand you back now to the uh, the uh, to our colleagues, should I say. Sorry, I've got about a million things going on here. To our colleagues at Trackside, Chris and Alan, who will take you through uh, the rest of the afternoon. Take it away, guys. Thanks very much. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.